three, three, two, one. And welcome back to the grandest show of them all. The greatest, the biggest. Everyone's watching. Everyone's tuned in. This is the Rotten Movie and TV Awards, the biggest event of the year. Easton's thrown off by just the energy in the room right now, but come on, wow. this is... This is the event. This is prime time television right now. If you can see the video, this is we are here at whatever theater this is. It's a grand one, but we're we're classy right now. We're living high class, Easton. Yeah, we're living high class, and you're coming out of the gates hot right now. I, you know, I knew you're gonna be excited being an actor and all that. We got the Oscars here, but wow, good start, Barzi. Uh, take us home, I guess. Yes, we've got the rotten movie awards this year what what's our official name from bars you remind me again yeah, the rotten movie and tv awards because we also have the rotten music awards that happened That's a couple of weeks back that is but true. this is the movie and tv with the oscars coming up yeah so we got a couple categories for you guys today did yeah. our own uh our own oscar awards and as always it's unfiltered it's the best award show around it's gonna <laughs> blow the oscars away let me tell you a little bit about how this works. So since 20, 2021 and 2020, a little bit of a dead year in, in the cinema realm, we extended it pat, back to 2019. Our awards will include, include films and shows from 2019 to 2021. Don't get all mad about it. It's going to be all right. I know some of the movies might be a little bit older, but hey, we're here to give you guys results, all right? And good results is what you want. We're not handing out awards to films that don't deserve it. We're going to go back a ways and make sure we give you quality, right? That's what we live for. 100%. 100%. And also, with some videos, some possible videos being posted on Twitter, I don't want to hear it from anyone regarding my whole tie situation right now. I'm having some difficulties getting it figured out. And if I hear one peep out of anyone, I'm going to cause a scene. So enough of that. Yeah, enough. No, a scene's warranted because let me tell you something. We sat here for about five minutes before we started this show, just so Barzy could try and figure his tie out. <laughs> Look, not the best tie tire in the world, but that episode I had to watch before this in itself was... I'm sorry. That's I'm entertaining. Sorry. That's all right. Yeah, I should probably, hey, should probably figure that out. Let's get going. Let's get into the awards. Little precursor to this episode. I know this is, again, another ball on the tee for Barzy, and this really really bothers me because he's been doing kind of well with the scores lately and i know hundreds of you listeners out there each week are just thinking gosh when is he gonna flop when is he gonna flop because everybody knows it's coming and it should but i keep giving you these just balls on the tee to knock out of the park yep. it doesn't help you know we're trying to get some guests on now and you're always on your best behavior when we have a guest on so I'm yeah, starting to get yeah. a bit of a hole here, Bars. You know, I don't like it. I need to, I need to turn the tide sometime soon and throw out a bad rating. Oh man, no flops, Tony. And you know what it is? The tides are shifting right now. You thought you were the alpha of this podcast. I'm starting to creep up a little bit. That's oh, what's no. happening right now. Oh no. Get into <laughs> well, the first time. Would you? Yeah, it's it's Drink time. Drink my coffee. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Start me on a good foot. All right, so we're gonna have eight total tonight. Some more serious, some more silly. We'll open it up tonight with the award of the show or movie that needs to be watched with other people 
in the room. You're not watching this unless you've got a crowd, you've got a group of people to talk shit about it with. This is just, this is appointment viewing for multiple people. Easton, you want to kick us off here? I'll kick us off. And this was a hard one for me because <clears throat> I had a few good ones for this. Okay. The reason I ended up going with the one that I did was because I wanted to give this show one of the awards. I'll be honest. I knew it deserved something. I just didn't know where it fit in. This, however, this is a show you can relate to the characters. Everyone gets a good kick out of it, in my opinion. They're easy to watch, 20-minute episodes. You can roll through them. And just great hangout show. Good group of people show. This award, presented by Mr. Easton himself, <laughs> is going to Shits Creek this year. I'm going Shits oh, Creek, oh, the oh, show oh. to watch with other people. Have a little giggle, mess around. You don't have to pay attention the whole time to know what's going on. Shits Creek, congratulations. You're the first award of the night. The show you want to watch with other people, folks. I'm going to be honest. I've heard a lot of great things about that show. I haven't gotten around to watching it. If you could compare it to anything, could you? Give give me something to compare it to. I mean, come on, Barzy. It's, <laughs> listen, like I said, they're quick 20-minute episodes. It's okay. just slick humor. I guess you could say somewhat comparable to like the, like an office style of humor. Okay. Not exactly, okay. but it's the same. It's lighthearted, quick, little quirky jokes thrown in there. The characters yeah. are what make it, though, so I can't really say too much. I can't believe you haven't watched it from, you know, being the actor that you are. And, hey, Sorry. that's not a way to start the night, man. It's not a way to start our award show. Your rating. No, well, I, I know the like, act. I know some of the stars in it. You got like Eugene Levy, right? Dan Levy, is yeah, that his name? Yeah. You, they're in it. So I know that much. Um, okay, good way to kick it off there, Shit's Creek. So my award for the show that needs to be watched with other people, I, I'm going to be honest, I kind of got tunnel vision with this category. There was one genre of show that really stuck out, and that's reality television. I thought back to early 2020, you know, early quarantine, Back in my old household, 820 in Valparaiso, you may have heard of it. Um, this this show was watched with everyone in the room every night, and it was a constant battle of just us trying to understand what was going on. It was hilarious. Temptation Island. This is a 820 special right now. Kyle Schmack, shout out Kyle Schmack and Coach Brian Schmack. They both love it over there in the uh, in the Schmack household. But Temptation Island, Temptation Island is the show. It is raunchy reality television. It includes a lot of low character individuals, but that's what makes it great. And this is just one of those shows you turn it on and everyone is just throwing jokes left and right because these people are some of the dumbest people you will see on planet Earth. Uh, my remarks toward your reward there. Uh, listen, I have watched a few episodes of Temptation Island. I'll be honest. With you. And I don't frequently watch it. And that's for the reason that I know I would get caught in that suck hole. I know it for a fact. I, I'll be honest with you. I really enjoy the show. I mean, it, it is Hilarious. entertainment at its Hilarious. finest. It yeah. doesn't get much better than that. And that's why... It is a scary show for me. It's one that I don't venture into because I know 
I know if I start watching it, it's, you know, I'm going to go back, watch all the seasons, rewatch them, and that's just <laughs> the way it's going to go. So a deserving award. I, I give you props there. I try to stay away from it, but it is. I mean, just great entertainment. Well, it's just because you're a high-class individual, right? You want to stay away from that garbage. You don't even want to involve yourself with it. That's just the man you are. Look, I look at people like you that have clearly seen a little bit of demise in their intelligence, and I don't want to go down that hole, man. It's kind of like, you know, the parents who don't let their kids watch SpongeBob. That's that's what I'm doing, but it's self-care right now, all right? Don't tell me not to. All right, we love it. We're going to move on to award number two, and for this one, let's go with uh, Best Doc. Do you want to go with Best Doc for the second yeah, award of the night? Not. Let's go with best doc. Um, so I guess uh, start us out here. Yeah, I guess I'll start us off. So there were there were a couple docs that were like watched by the masses over quarantine. Everyone was watching them. There was one that this is very. I don't even know. This may have been right before quarantine. So this was early 2020. It may have been right at the beginning. I'm not completely sure. But a little Netflix special came out. Um, called and I'll, I'll bleep it for the young listeners, called Don't Fuck With Cats. This was a Netflix special about basically this serial killer who had a lot of psychopathic traits and, like, obsessed with, like, uh, killing cats or something, and he, that's how he'd leave his trail. Uh, I don't remember it too well, but I remember that everyone was absolutely hooked in my house. It was appointment television, as I've said, and this was one of those that, like, Okay, we were talking, we'd, we'd watch an episode or two, we'd get up the next morning, and it's like, all right, we got to get this time slot allotted out for the whole house, because we're watching another two episodes tonight. It's got to happen, and if that doesn't happen, we're going to have problems. So that is my selection for best documentary. You can find it on Netflix, and it, 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 if you love crime docs, this is great, because it's a little different. It's not your typical, you know, serial killer who just murders his family or whatever. It, it's it provides a little bit of a different vibe. So, that is my oh. selection for best documentary. Yeah, and look, I gave you a little bit of a of a hard time on the last award. I'm gonna be honest on this one with you. I have not seen it. I have heard a lot about it, but I have not seen it. It's a must. It's a must. Yeah, I heard it's good. And listen, I'll argue. Um, while it wasn't the best year for movies, the best couple years for movies, TV shows, there were some good documentaries. I would oh. it, it, some of the better documentaries have come out in the last couple years. Um, you know, we extended it back to 2019, so you're talking even back with uh, when the Fire Festival came out. That was a Classic big one. Doc. Classic uh, doc. A lot of good crime ones, like you said. But for me, listen, this was. This was a handout almost, and and I thought honestly before we started this, I thought there was a hundred percent chance that we would both say the same here, but we didn't. And and I and I get it because I did hear a lot of good things about that documentary, but my award, and it is a docu series, the Jordan Doc man, the Jordan yeah. Doc. I think yeah. it is a just a walk in the park, the best documentary docu-series I have ever seen we've talked about it before on this podcast I don't need to go into depth but if you're a competitor of any sort or ever have been or you're just a fan of the game of basketball or you're just a fan of documentaries it is by far the best I've ever seen 
an easy award give out for me there. And let me just say, it's kind of like, I kind of had voter fatigue. It's almost like that was such the obvious choice that I was like, you know, it's kind of like LeBron should probably win the MVP every single year in the NBA, but he doesn't. Or Mike Trout, the MVP um, in the MLB uh, for the baseball. I saw you shake your head. You may not like the LeBron one, but it, it's it, the, the voter fatigue. The last dance was unbelievable. Like Easton said it all. If you're an athlete of any sort, if you're a basketball fan, a sports fan, a Jordan fan, this this documentary was the way. But I will say, I will say, I have one thing to say about that documentary. It was propaganda from Jordan's end. It was, there was no slant to make Jordan look like the bad guy at all, which was no. fine. Because, it, you know, it, it was what it was. It gave me so, so much insight. But there's still... They did not dive into any of the, the bad or the dark side of Jordan at all. But that's fine. That's fine. That's Listen, fine. I mean, it got a little bit into his gambling a little, problem. A little. But what are you going to talk bad about the Jesus of basketball? <laughs> You're just not going to do it, all right? I, I get it. It was the obvious choice. And I respect you from, from deviating from that a little. But it was one of those that was so obvious for me yeah. that I couldn't choose it. Yeah, don't go fixing your tie. It's <laughs> there's no fixing it. Just leave it where it's at. All righty. Um, and, and with that, and I will say last comment on that. I'm glad you did pick it because that deserved to be recognized. It did. Yeah. It did deserve right. the recognition. So, for the night, let's see. We could go with uh, we can we can break down the quarantine fan award poll. We can do that. Uh, so we throw we threw Ooh. a poll out on Twitter with the best streaming show from quarantine and we had a couple options we had tiger king obviously that was the mega hit early on outer banks was another huge hit um tiktok kind of took that to a whole different level then you had queen's gambit which is a little bit later on this was november range and then we had another option with this this was a tightly tightly contested race very tightly contested and uh I, I believe I don't have my phone on me right now, but I think I checked it out before the episode. Thirty-three percent, thirty-three percent tie between Tiger King and Queen's Gambit, with Outer Banks coming like one vote short. So yeah, we're gonna have to do something right now to break up this tie. Yeah, listen, I mean, the last option, Outer Banks. Um, you know, we could, in theory, I guess, both give that a vote and it might push over. But for the argument of the tie, we'll leave this out and we'll yeah. go to the voters here. So Tiger's King, Tiger King, sorry, and Queen's Gambit. Yeah. Both very entertaining. Drastically different types of entertainment there. Barzy, yeah. <laughs> pitch me. Sell me this pen. What do we got here? From the actor standpoint, from just overall entertainment, how are you stacking these two up? How are you stacking these two up? And what deserves it? What deserves the award, man? Well, there's no actor standpoint to come out with Tiger King. Tiger King That's is debatable. It is. It is the low. This is showing the lowest of the low um, in the population here in our country. You got uh, Joe Exotic. Joe Exotic, Carol Baskin, and, and I guess there was that kind of cinematic tug here. You had those two button heads, and everyone just wanted to see who would come out on top. Um, 
but Queen's, Queen's Gambit. And this is television at its finest. Anya Taylor-Joy, the lead actress, she was unbelievable. And the whole supporting cast, just the acting was incredible. I watched this, I watched this show with my mom, and it was like the appointment television. We'd watch an episode or two every single night. And I'm going to be honest, chess is, chess is one of those games that, like, I, I'll play it here and there. I'll learn it pretty quickly. And I'm, I'm horrible, horrible, because I just learn it on the spot. And then I go away from it. I'll play it a year later. I forget. I have to relearn it. And that cycle just keeps continuing. But I, I'm i not going to lie. I really got in chess as so so many others did. Because um, I remember look, reading articles about how like the Google searches on chess and everything went way up after the show came out. For me, my vote would be Queen's Gambit because this show was just unbelievable acting, the story arc. It, it stayed away from like the typical tropes of just uh, I can't even really. There were a couple examples of it that aren't coming to mind right now, but it, it just gave you a story arc and a character arc that was very easy to follow. And Queen's yeah. Gambit. That's right. that's my Beth Harmon. That's Go your Beth Harmon. Huh? So listen, you, you started it off by saying that you don't know the actor's perspective <laughs> in on Tiger King. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. I think Joe Exotic, you know, we didn't do a uh, best actor slash actress award here. We did a similar one, but he might be on the short list for best actor. I thought it was a great performance. Was Get it real? real. Yeah, it was real life, but he was acting. He's putting on a show. He was I'm the star of the show. He's there for the fans. <laughs> Now listen, as entertaining as that was, Queen's Gambit, this came very, very, very close to being the winner for my best show, which we'll award later on. And the reason it didn't, honestly, I'll, I'll save that, but there's a reason for it. But this show was great. I mean, honestly, there are very few TV slash streaming shows that I get into and binge watch. Usually I'll watch four or five episodes and I kind of lose interest. Some stick. This was one that stuck. I watched all of these and I thought it was great. Same thing as you. It made me interested in chess. And there's a cool story behind it. Um, from what I had heard, the guy who produced the series, who, who wrote the script, had tried for decades to get this script um, okay. to some producers. And he failed, 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 kept making changes to it. And finally got picked up by Netflix, ends up being one of their biggest hits. So for that, a lot of respect. And it was mm -hmm. one of the best series I've ever seen. I will agree with you there. We'll break the tiebreaker. Queen's Gambit, the best quarantine show of the last two years. <laughs> wow. Huge congrats to Queen's Gambit. And it was. It really was. It was an unbelievable show. And like you, I'm not a huge like actual show guy like if i just want to throw something on the background throw something on the background but it's tough for me to get locked into a show i was locked into this show yeah um so i believe that was our third award of the show and for next well, where do you want to go with this we want to go with maybe best show or um i guess since we just kind of did a show we could do worst movie or look here's what we're going with all right we did just yeah. do a show we got another little silly one on deck for you here that we didn't yeah, get to. Yeah. And I think this is a good award here. This is the mastermind of Christian Barzi came up with this, and I like this one. 
fuck I said. Christian. The, the award for the best background show you put on that no one's really paying attention to. In and yeah. out paying attention, but no one's really locked in. I'm going to let you start this one out because this is going to be this is going to be an emotional award I'm going to give out here but you go ahead okay yeah okay so there were if you're looking through the years there's a couple options that come in mind the office is the one that pops in your mind right away everyone's kind of seen every episode of the office just from the fact that you throw it on in the background and you forget about it so that was the one that came to mind but there was a show over the last couple of years and this, this, I guess this, uh, this could even kind of be a documentary type show a little bit that over the last, they continue to roll out, um, great, um, additions of it. So my selection is planet earth. No way. Blue earth, that whole series. I've seen them all. Like I've seen them. I love them. But now it's at the point where it's like, oh, I don't really want to watch a movie tonight. I'm just going to lay on the couch. I'm going to throw Planet Earth on. Maybe every couple minutes, I'll, I'll throw a glance and see some monkeys fighting or something or some lions doing whatever lions do. But that is my selection. And Christian. Is it Christian. Oh, no. Oh, no. So for, for everyone listening, it's the same as the music words music awards we didn't communicate at all beforehand about this wow an emotional award for me and it just got more emotional so listen i cry i'm gonna cry all the shows you could say for this award i too went with planet earth and and here's why planet earth man this show this has meant a lot to me i think i have seen all of the episodes at least four times now my two favorites are the jungle episode and the Arctic episode. That's besides the point. Listen, like you said, this is something you throw on, and it's like every five minutes or so, you're having conversation with other people, and then it's like, wow, what did I just see? A, a whale yeah. just jump 30 feet out of the water. Yeah, monkeys fighting, um, tiger chase, lion chase. There's just these little moments you live for, and... It's great, man. It is It is arguably one of the best shows of all time. It's been around in some form or fashion since we were about one years old. And it means a lot to me. So the fact that you chose that as well, that's heartfelt. I'm a big fan of Planet Earth. And great selection there, Christian. That is, that is top notch. What a coincidence, I will say, because there's a lot of different ways you could have oh, went with okay. that award. And I really did not think you were taking that route. So, hey, great minds. Great minds. <laughs> the ultimate mystery in, I guess, all of cinema, TV, uh, entertainment, whatever you want to call this, documentary making has got to be, has absolutely got to be how they get some of these shots in Planet oh. Earth series. I don't know. I've done research and it's still like, Incredible. How do they do this? It's it's got just the time, the patience, just the perfection you gotta have to get these shots because they only happen once, and they're they're getting all these crazy things, and it's just it's mind blowing. It's the little things in life. It's the little things. Yeah, that, that is make that it is so just bizarre to me because, like I told you before, 
I thought before we started this episode, we would 100% choose the same uh, award for docu documentary or docu series. Yeah. This one, I thought this would have been the lowest chance of us picking the same thing. This oh, yeah. award, I thought, no way in hell are we on the same page here. So that's pretty incredible there. And, and hey, well-deserved. Planet Earth. Well-deserved. Congratulations. You just went two for two. You swept that award. <laughs> Round of applause there. Round of applause is right. Um, fifth fifth award we're going to move on to now. We, we're starting to get down to the, the big, big awards of the night. I guess we can do a worst movie. Yeah, we'll do worst movie now. Um, yeah, this get the one, negativity out of the way. Get the negativity out of the way. This one... It actually did have some redeeming qualities for me, but this was relatively easy. I was telling Easton, if you guys don't know the app Letterboxd, the app, you can track all your movies, rate them, review them. And uh, I've got like four, it's a social media app, so you can follow people and see what they're watching and reviewing. I've only got like four people that I know that actually have it. So my timeline's a little, uh, little empty right now. So, hey, if you have a letterbox. Follow me at Fat Chitch. We'll get a little little thing going on Letterbox. But besides the point, I was looking back at my Letterbox to see what my lowest rated movie of last year was. Hubie Halloween on Netflix, an Adam Sandler special. You know, it, it had some redeeming qualities, like I said. It was one of your light, very lighthearted Adam Sandler movies. Um, you know, up to par with the quality of movies he's been making over the last eight years, for the most part. But uh, it had your stupid jokes, some of them that were so stupid that you couldn't help but laugh at them. Uh, it didn't have much of a story, but it was just a little a little lighthearted family Halloween special, Hubie Halloween. While it did have some redeeming qualities, that is the worst movie of 2020 for me. Wow. Yeah, I mean, hey, again, another one that, I haven't seen, and I don't. I don't really know if don't, I care to see don't. a lot of the new Adam Sandler Netflix releases. They're just, they're not there. All right, they're they're not the quality that he used to throw out there, and that's fine. I mean, the guy's made his living. I heard Uncut Gems was pretty good. I didn't see that, but uh, yes, that's that's very good. Little he different. Probably. That's not with his whole Netflix gig uh -huh. he's got going on right now. My worst movie was also a Netflix original. And there's just a few of them where when you scroll past, they're so dumb, and you can tell they're so dumb from the trailer <laughs> that you just have to watch them, right? And as Christian knows, I was having a bit of a tough time finding the right movie for this. But once I kind of opened my eyes into that lens of all the bad Netflix movies, I mean, the award was wide open because there's a lot of them. So now, one that I saw, in 2020, some of you may not have seen this movie called The Babysitter on Netflix. Oh, jeez! It's got <laughs> it's got some of your old uh, Vine and new TikTok stars in it that make oh, up. Oh, that's cast. all you got to tell me. So that's all you need to know right there. <laughs> but this is one of those like corny horror comedies where like people are getting arms and legs sliced off and it's just <laughs> over the top blood spraying everywhere but it's supposed to be funny at the same time and did i laugh at some did i laugh at a lot of it yeah i did i'll i did 
but it is a horrible movie. A horrible movie. You, If anyone watching it in the right state of mind does not think this is a good movie, it's poorly made. The humor <laughs> is just gross and so dumb that, kind of like you said, some of the moments got you because they were that dumb. But that's the only attraction to it is the pure stupidity behind it. The Babysitter, for me, takes home the worst movie award. Pretty easy pick yeah. there. Like I said, I had a tough time for it, with it for a while, but mm-hmm. when you get deep into some of those original Netflix shows, not it's, great. It's There's a lot of a lot of piss poor quality movies. <laughs> All right, so we got the negativity out of the way. We got yeah, our big. Done. We got the coming up, and I think I think we'll go with best show now because we've already done something kind of similar. We'll get that one out of the way, and I'm gonna be quick with this one. My best show was also Queen's Gambit. I've said everything I had to say already, and you said how much you liked it too, and I'm interested to hear what you got to say about it because you did say that it had one issue that came to mind. But, or I don't know if issue is the best word, but Queen's yeah. Gambit is my selection for best show. Yeah, and, and it was up there for me. Like I said, it almost won it. Had it not won the Quarantine Show Award, I would have probably given it to it. Um. The one difference I will say is I did not binge Queen's Gambit as hard as I binged this show. And this show was up for an award earlier. I don't know why, but I love this show and it's truly one of my favorites. Can't wait for the next season. I am going to give it to Outer Banks. That's why I could not, (laughs) I did not want to get too hard into the debate of those three earlier. Because like I said, if both of us would have went Outer Banks there, that would have pushed it to the lead and it would have been the quarantine show winner. But I didn't want to do that. Broke the tie up there to give the respect to Queen's Gambit, but my best yeah. show is going to be Outer Banks. And like I said, I don't know what was so appealing about this show, but it wasn't just me. A lot of people really, really like this show oh, yeah. oh, and yeah. are waiting on the next season. And it just it has that weird, like, again that weird appeal to it where you just want to keep watching it to see what happens next it's well, not yeah. the, mm-hmm. the greatest storyline i guess you could say like if you just explained it to someone it's not like oh i gotta go watch that show now but once you watch one or two of them you're stuck you're gonna start rolling through them. Mm-hmm. i'm gonna give it the best show and, and i can understand that because it's kind of got that heart and soul of the adventure um and it, one of my favorite movies ever is The Goonies from the, from the 80s. And it's kind of that adventure, hidden treasure, got to find it, the group of kids coming together for whatever reason. And it's kind of got that vibe. Um, and the setting, so you've also got that um, that East Coast, Carolinas, it's set in, right? Yep. So yeah, it's, it's just a good adventure flick. And yeah, I didn't, and- I, I watched like the first, I watched it sporadically. So I didn't like binge it completely, but I watched it through very sporadically. And yeah, I enjoyed it too. And and one thing I look for in a show that I think this really had is there's a lot of different stories going on mm-hmm. in the show that are entertaining. So it's not just a single lens focus there. A lot of the characters have their own story going on that's that comes up um, periodically throughout the episodes. And I think that that's what made it such a good show is like you talked about the adventure aspect, but it spreads across all the ca- the characters. All of them each have their own adventure. So, yeah, for me, very entertaining. 
again, I don't get stuck in a lot of shows, and that's one of five or six of all time that I have. So I'm going to go ahead and give it to it. Queen's Gambit won their award. Both great shows. Outer Banks gets this one. And now we move to the final two. It's coming to that up. point in the night. We're And we're going to go with best performance. We'll say for best movie for the last. Best performance. So, yeah, this is very similar to, like, a best actor or actress award. Best performance in a movie since 2019. So many great ones. Easton, you want to kick this one off? Yeah. So, again, going back to 2019, um, I had a selection made until I started looking back through the 2019 movies. And once I got there, again, 2019 being the last year, there was really a full year of movies released there. There's one movie that I think the performance in it just cannot be matched. It's kind of like the Jordan doc where it's a very, very obvious choice here. But for best performance, I am going George McKay from 1917. Mm -hmm. The fact, and there was one person close here, and I'm not going to say it because it might be your selection, but the fact that they shot this in all one take, and that's mm -hmm. correct, right? I'm not, I'm not saying pseudo-cinema here. There were very few. They, they shot it to... You know, there were very few cuts throughout, and there were a couple blended in, but for the most part, it was that yes, one take. The, the movie follows the the lens of one whole, basically, scene happening that spans over the period of a movie, right? Yeah. To me, and a lot of people didn't like this movie for this reason. They thought it was a little boring, but I thought that was incredible. The fact that they made a movie that's basically, supposedly, a single-take movie and this guy acts throughout a variety of different scenes when you talk about early on in the camp, the fighting scenes, the emotional scenes. It has all of it. I thought it was a great movie personally. And the fact that he, you know, was able to do that in, like you said, with a few cuts here and there, but in one take, that's just mind boggling to me. And I'll let you say your award before I get to the close runner up. But for me, that's my award, George McKay, 1917, best performance, folks. Best and, and that movie, that movie was very good at showing like the intimate horrors of war and how just yeah. the atrocities of it. And very realistic. Very realistic. And, and I will say, brief tangent, I watched this one movie called Come and See from like 1986 or 87 that was on basically World War II. That is probably the most realistic war movie I've seen. Like the most, just like, I like I was stunned by it. 1917 was also very, very close to that. So, my best performance. So many good ones. Um, even we mentioned Uncut Gems, Adam Sandler, um, Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio for once from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Regardless of if you liked the movie or not, those were unbelievable performances. But I, just, I think I got to go with just the basic white boy response here. And that's the Joker or Joker, Joaquin Phoenix. And I figured that was probably Aaron, my runner say. up. Yeah, that regardless of what you think about the actual movie, Joaquin Phoenix was unbelievable in that role. And it was a different take on the Joker from Heath Ledger. And I think he knocked it out of the park completely. And I just think the character, it was more of a, 
a, a character movie. And for that, you really got to see the quirks and the intimacies of a character. I thought that role was unbelievable from Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. I mean, that again, that was the close runner up there. The one I was on the border of saying it was just a great performance. It's a very different view of the Joker. And to be fair, that's that's a hard role to knock out of the park because Heath Ledger kind of set the bar there yeah, in yeah. the Joker. And that was a very glorified villain. Um, even years down the road, people still talk about that performance, right? Which is very rare, especially out of a villain role in a movie. So big shoes to fill there. And yeah, he killed it. He took a, a different, or the whole movie took a different perspective on the character of the Joker, um, kind of kind of leading up to the end being what he becomes. Um, and yeah, it was great. I mean, that performance wise that was probably the best i ended up giving it to george mckay just based on the accomplishment itself of mm -hmm. of filming such a movie but both great performances and and very well deserved in my opinion and now the grand finale time and it now. is time for the award of the night best movie this is uh you know, this is what everyone works for. And we said it during the music awards. This is the award that if you have it next to your name, if you're a director, if you're an actor or actress in this film, you're going to be remembered for having the Rotten Music and TV Award for Best Movie forever. And that's just how it is. So this is a very for us right now. I botched this right here. Well, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start this off, Christian, because okay. you're the actor guy okay. here. It's the biggest award of the night. The people are going to care about what you have to say here. You know, this is big. Oh, For me, this is a matter of opinion. For you, this is, you know, you hold some credibility here. So just keep yeah. that in mind. Now, listen, uh, my choice, the reason I watched this movie in the first place was because in 2020, this movie won so many awards. And a lot of people really, really don't like this movie because it's it's weird. But I'm a guy that I like weird movies. I like yeah. weird storylines. I like being thrown off and not being able to guess what's happening next. So for me, the best of move the best movie of the last few years, an international film, I'm going with Parasite. I think Parasite was a great movie. I legitimately could not guess what was gonna happen next. And that's that's rare in a movie because a lot of times if you sat there and actually think about it, you're like, okay, this is probably what's going to happen next. Even if it's supposed to be unpredictable, a lot of times you can tell. You just don't say it because you want to be entertained. This one truly had you guessing. And the way it was filmed and the, the international aspect to it was cool. I thought Parasite was great. I could watch it a million times, even though I have to sit and re read subtitles for the majority of it. Great movie. That wins my Rotten Music Awards Best Movie of the Last Few Years. Christian, the people are on their feet. They're standing on their toes. Give them what they want. What is the highly accredited actor yeah. Christian Barzi giving for his yeah. Rotten Music Rotten <laughs> Movie Award of the Year? So there were a couple options here. 1917 we've talked about a little bit that was in there that was very end of 2019 there was another movie from 2020 another international movie called portrait of a lady on fire 
that was very, very good. Um, but also like wasn't a huge hit at all in America. Um, you know, being being the movie guy, I have to watch yeah. them all now. Yeah. Go ahead. And Bring then, in professional expertise here. And then there was Parasite. Parasite won all the awards for good reason. This is one of the best movies I've ever seen. And I also, we've been on the same page tonight. Oh, and no. we're going to continue to be on the same page because I also selected Parasite. But I'm okay with that because this movie was, you know, most years when it comes to the actual Oscars best movie, there's like a huge uproar about the actual selection. There's no cut out one answer that that should be it. Parasite was the movie in 2020 and there were not a lot of movies in 2020, but Parasite was easily the selection and it was just unbelievable. It was throughout kept me captivated and it was original and it was not anything. I think like just the, uh, the international aspect of it, um, kind of got away from some of the the tropes you see in american movies and i thought that's what made it really good too yeah and listen this was a movie that was able to bring in really all of the different genres and emotions effectively so a lot of a lot of films will try to do this but it takes away from the film itself this movie you had humor you had suspense drama horror, action, adventure. You had all of it, really. And all of it was effectively done in the movie, I thought. Um, Wow, that's that's kind of amazing there. We both picked the same one because I thought with you, you were going to go one of two routes. So I thought you may go with Endgame because I know you're a big superhero, (laughs) that type of movie. I do like the Marvel movies. Yeah, that rocks your boat a little bit. I get that. So I thought you were either going... Very simpleton with that, or you were just going to get deep on me and throw some movie get, yeah. that I've heard of that you thought was some cinematic genius. Just get super pretend yeah. film. So the yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. happy medium there. Much respect. Yeah, I mean, it was a great movie, I thought. One of the best I've ever seen, for sure. And I will be, I tried to slip in a little bit of the pretentiousness film guy with the, the portrait of a lady on fire, you know, just to show a little bit of my knowledge. But uh, I could go all the way with it. Yeah. Uh, but I, the one scene that sticks out to me from Parasite, and there were so many great ones, but there's one that's more of a horror aspect. And it's a scene where the, it's like the hidden wall or the hidden is yep. behind the fridge, right? And you kind of see the guy's like head poking out or something and you see his eyes. And I just remember a scene like that. And that was that was disturbing. And, and that was at the point of the movie where you didn't know where the g- really going to be. Yeah. So, and I think that's another reason this movie was so captivating is because a lot of people saw the trailer. A lot of people had heard about it from the awards that it had won. And when you're looking at it from that perspective, it's really hard to tell what you're going to get. So going into it, I kind of thought it was going to lean towards that horror aspect of it, just knowing the basis of the movie and, and what the title itself is actually referring to. Um, in Parasite and knowing what a parasite is, I thought it was going to be a lot more jump scare type film, but it yeah. wasn't that. There was that one scene that was, I mean, to be fair, that's that's some pure horror right there. Like I said, yeah. it, it demonstrates all the different dimensions. 
that was scary. Like, I thought after that moment, I was like, okay, this film is going to start getting really weird and it's going to get really scary, which it did get weird, but not not so much the jump out scares, right? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the way they ended that as well, just brilliant. Brilliant, Christian. And what an award ceremony. We had we had some moments during this award ceremony that you can only see between two podcast hosts mm. that both really get it. And we that was on full display. We both clearly get it, and we showed yeah. that today. Yeah. So, Christian, listen, I like I said before, I thought I was probably putting another one on the tee for you here with the bars you're rating because yeah. you operate in this dimension, all right? You're... <laughs> You're an aspiring actor. You love movies, you love TV shows. I was at a bit of a disadvantage here. Now, listen, the fact that you are what you are, and that is an accredited I actor. Am what I and yes. and I said two of the same answers as you, as well as got your respect on all of them. I'm gonna go ahead and bang the Barzy rating today, and I'm gonna give myself a nine six. What a great performance <laughs> by me. I stepped You're up to the plate. The, the actor shows up, and I put on really equally, if not better, performance. You went toe-to-toe. Great toe -to -toe. job for me. 9-6, Easton. Good work. Keep it up. Rolling into the next episode. No Barzy rating today. They don't care what They don't care what you get. This Again, you want to keep You're putting the them alpha. on a T? I'm going to start alpha, giving right? myself ratings. <laughs> oh, man. And that... That right there just shows everything you are. It shows everything you are as a human being. Hey, I I appreciate it. I respect it. You you took the bull by the horn right there, and you made it your show with that Easton rating. So I, I respect that. I appreciate that. Listen, the, the alpha comment before the show just really rubbed me the wrong way. And, <laughs> and I was plotting in my head the whole time. You know, that didn't sit right, and I got to do something to, to just get the reins back, to take control. And that's how you do it, Barzi. Right at the end, you throw that's yourself a 9-6. Beautiful. That guys, in itself is cinema. That's entertainment. That's that's an art. Yeah. You're an artiste, clearly. You guys know where to find it. You know where to find it all. You can go find us on Twitter. You can go find us Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Simplecast. You can, you can find us anywhere. You really can't escape us. Sorry about that. But uh, we hope you enjoyed another episode of You Wouldn't Get It. And we will see you next time. Take care, guys.